So before Andrew reads our scripture passage, it's a whole chapter in Psalms, and I've asked him to do that, but I want to do something a little different and a little special for us today. I lead Alexio Divina on uh, Tuesdays, and before we read the scriptures, I ask everybody to take a deep breath and imagine they're breathing in the Spirit of God. And as they exhale, to imagine all the things that are troubling them or that they're concerned about or worrying about, to just cast it aside for that time being and for the Lord to come and speak to us. Imagine that. So I'm going to ask you to do that. And then as he's reading, close your eyes. Listen for something that jumps out at you, a word or a phrase, a truth, something. The Holy Spirit is faithful. We've heard that all throughout the service. Today, God is faithful, and he wants to speak to each and every one of us in the way that we need it. So take in a nice deep breath. Breathe in the Spirit of God, and exhale all your cares and worries. Andrew. Psalm 139, this is the very word of God. Keep your eyes closed and hear God's word for you. O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely. Oh, Lord. You hem me in behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light will become night around me. Even the darkness will not be darkness to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book 
before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you would slay the wicked, O God. Away from me, you bloodthirsty men. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord, and abhor those who rise up against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Amen. This psalm is one of my favorites, and I hope that some of you at least are familiar with this psalm, and it is so full of so many truths about who God is. And as I was preparing for this, um, I had done this with my Lexio group, not knowing that this was going to be my sermon. I didn't know I would be preaching today, and uh, it has popped up in my daily devotionals. It has popped up in so many other places, so I knew in my heart that this was what the Lord wanted me to speak about today. Uh, in a daily reflection devotional that I use, it's on the one-year chronological Bible, and the writer of the reflection, Aaron Ferguson, came, wrote four truths that I found were really good compared to all the other commentaries I read. God knows everything. God sees everything. God can do anything. And knowing all we know about God, how can anyone willfully offend him? So he knows us, every single thing about us. He knows our thoughts. He knows our hearts. He knows whatever we're going to do before we even do it, before we say it. He knows what's going to happen. And so in the beginning part there in verses 1 through 6, it says, you know me. You know when I sit and rise. You perceive my thoughts. You are familiar with my ways. Everything about us, God knows. He sees, he has a plan and a purpose for each one of us as it says that all the days that were ordained for us were written in his book before one day came to be. Each one of us, God has created us. And before any of our life came to be, it's all written in his book. Isn't that amazing that that's how well the God of the universe knows each and every one of us better than we ourselves? So my question would be to you, as people who profess to be Christians, do we believe in God's active presence in our lives 
moment by moment, do we live that way? That everything I'm saying, everything I'm doing, everything that I think, God already knows this. Do we live that way? Do we acknowledge that truth moment by moment? Do others see that in our lives? The psalmist informs us of how God has made us and knows us intimately with a deeper relationship than even we ourselves know. It's evidence of his love for us because he made us. And he knows everything, good and bad. There isn't anything we can hide from God. And so he knows even he sees everything. There's no place that we can go, the psalmist says. No place we go to the highest heavens, to the depths of the earth, God will be there. There's no place that we can hide from him if we're trying to hide. And yet, on the other hand, if we think about it, if we're seeking after God, we will find him because he is always with us. God is everywhere. There were... Three things that jumped out at me um, on the day that we did our Lexio. And in verse 5, it says, you lay your hand upon me. And then in 10, it says, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. And at the end of the psalm, you will lead me in the way everlasting. How comforting is that to know that no matter what we are experiencing, no matter what we are going through, we are in the palm of his hands. Whether we're aware of it or not, he is guiding us, he is leading us, he holds on to us, and he will lead us into the way everlasting. When we have professed our faith in Jesus Christ and believed in our heart, we receive the Holy Spirit of God. And we receive eternal life. So he is preparing each one of us. He is working in and through us. So we will have that everlasting life. And we will be ready when it comes time that Jesus will call us to come home and be with him. God can do anything. We look around in all of creation. All the beauty that he has made everywhere. But the most magnificent creation is us. In Genesis, after each thing that he created, he said, this is good. But when he created humans, he said, this is very good. You and me, we are very good. In God's eyes, we are valuable in God's eyes. We need to realize and acknowledge that everything about us, God made that way. We don't have to be like other people. We don't have to have things other people have. We don't have to listen to what negative comments we may hear in our lives, that you don't have this or you're not good enough because you are good enough in God's eyes. You are his masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus 
to do good works. From the foundation of the world, he knows us and he has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. He's given each of us different gifts, different abilities to do the things that he's already ordained for us to do. So it's important for us to know him, to seek after him, to listen, to be in his word. What is it that you're, what direction is it that you've planned out for my life? Because sometimes we can just be turning the wheels and doing things we think we should be doing, which really that isn't what God has ordained for us. How can we know? How can we know? Are we in this? Pastor Sid has been talking about being in the word of God for weeks. He talked about Psalm 1 a few weeks ago. That we should meditate on this day and night. We pray. But think of prayer sometimes as a one-way conversation. We're telling God everything that we need or we want. Are we listening? He's given us his word so that we can listen to his truths. The scriptures tell us that this is living and active. It goes down to the deepest, innermost parts of us. Unearths everything before God. The psalmist acknowledges that. He starts off saying, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. And he ends with the same thing. Search me, God. Search me and lead me in the way everlasting. Work in me, through me. Change the things in my heart that are not right. The psalm for the first 18 verses is like so beautiful. Talks about so many wonderful things and then all of a sudden... It's all this conversation about wicked people and evil and I hate them and I can't stand them. And you go, what the heck happened here? My group was all wondering. We kind of wanted to ignore it. And the more I thought about it, and, and I had a conversation with Sid and looked up all these things in commentaries, you know what? We're just like that. How many times do we have thoughts about other people and we are judging people? And we are saying, all, we're making all these uh, ideas or things about them that we don't like or it's not good or they're not doing what they should be doing. Well, as much as we're pointing at someone else, you know, Doug used to say this, you've got three fingers pointing back at us. What about us? What do we do that offends God? He will search our hearts. His whole thing with us is not about finding the sin in our lives, but leading us to righteousness, leading us to be more and more like Jesus Christ. And so if we're going to do that, we have to acknowledge what's wrong. We have to acknowledge the sin that's in our lives and admit and submit to the Lord. And so David has done that. David says to him... Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. We come on Sunday mornings and we do our prayer of confession. 
how often are we doing it during the week? Because I know I sin every day. I'll have thoughts that are not uh, honoring to God at all. How often do I come and say, oh, Lord, search my heart. Take this away from me. Help me not to think this way. Help me not to act this way. When we really believe in who God is and what he's doing and what he wants to accomplish in us, to transform us and make us more like Jesus, we, like David, will willingly submit ourselves. If we stop and look at David, David, King David, was always talked about as a man after God's own heart. But my goodness, he was a sinner, <laughs> one of the worst kind. There was a time when we had a uh, retreat with youth leaders, and they did this exercise about how to find someone to work with the youth. So they brought up people, and they had these big placards, and they wrote things on there of what uh, characteristics of each of these people. And we looked, and we said, we would never choose any of those people. And when they turned them around, they were all Bible characters, including King David. Okay. So this, this is just to tell us that we are all like that. Before God, if we compare ourselves to one another, yeah, I could find somebody that's probably worse than me, but I'll also find somebody far better than me. Our measuring stick is Jesus Christ. How do we compare to Jesus Christ? Are we doing the things Jesus has taught us to do? Are we acting the way that Jesus wants us to act? Are we keeping in step with the Holy Spirit? That's where our measuring stick meet. Ooh, two birds ran into the window. Uh, talk about a sidetrack there. <laughs> Jesus Christ has to be our measuring stick. And God is faithful. He's not going to let us go down that wrong road. Even if we're at a point where we don't want to acknowledge, he brings people alongside of us to help us. The Holy Spirit speaks in our heart and shows us. And sometimes we have to fall flat on our face into a very difficult situation for us to recognize something is wrong with us that we need to hand over to the Lord. So I pray for each and every one of us that it doesn't get to that point that we acknowledge right away what we need help with, how we need the Holy Spirit to help us. Philippians 1.6 says, Being confident of this, he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion in the day of Christ Jesus. We're all at different stages in our walk with Christ. So another reason why we can't compare ourselves to one another. God is doing the work. To criticize and judge someone is judging God's timing and his work in that particular life. Let's just look at what God's doing in our individual lives. Because he promises he will carry out this work to completion. The day that you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he gave you the Holy Spirit, gave me the Holy Spirit, that same Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead 
That power of that Holy Spirit lives inside of you if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit can do miraculous things through each and every one of us. I was, as I was preparing this, I was thinking, it's been this month, 24 years, since I graced the doors of this church. I never planned to go into ministry. Never. It was never in my wildest dreams. But God had another plan. God had already ordained all these things. And so often I bucked. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and now here I am, ordination candidate, you know, about to become a pastor. And yet I still, really, really, I should do be doing this and this instead. But God has a plan for each one of us, and we need to be open to whatever that is. And it's not by our own strength that we're going to accomplish it. It's by the strength of the Holy Spirit living in us. So if there's anything that you feel that God's leading you to do and you have some kind of fear within you or you think, I can't do that or that's not my skill set or whatever it is, get on your knees and pray for the Lord to give you the courage to step out in faith, to do what he's calling you to do because he knows you, he sees you, he's given you everything you need, he loves you, he will never leave you nor forsake you. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other thing in all of creation will separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Nothing will separate us from that. Sometimes we are our own worst enemies. So when you think about this psalm, when you think about God, period, Remember, he knows you so well, and yet he still loves us with an everlasting love that will never, ever be taken away. Jesus said, all you have given in my hand, I have kept. We belong in Jesus' hand. No one can snatch us away. The enemy will try, always, always to try and distract us and lead us in the way opposite of God. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. As I was preparing this, the weirdest thing happened. This song by, uh, that Elvis Presley sang called The Wonder of You popped into my head. And as I was listening to it, I was like, is he really talking about a girl? Because this sure sounds like somebody praising God. And as I looked into it, 
I found out that this song was written by Thomas Baker Knight and Ray Peterson was the first one who sang it. And Ray Peterson did an interview with Thomas Baker Knight and said that he wrote this as a gospel song. This is the first part that is really cool. When no one else can understand me, when everything I do is wrong, you give me hope and consolation. You give me strength to carry on, and you're always there to lend a hand. In everything I do, that's the wonder, the wonder of you. We serve that God. Wonderful, faithful, loving, good, righteous, sacrificing. Jesus gave up everything to be with us, to cover us with his righteousness. Do you know Jesus? Have you met him? And if you have, remember how much he loves you.